when you do that and you become somebody that doesn't keep your promise to yourself, well, guess what? You lose self-confidence. And if you lose self-confidence, that's when your life goes to Welcome to the Fearless Happiness Podcast, where we showcase phenomenal individuals who have overcome serious traumas, life obstacles, and challenges to find their own path to fearless happiness. Listen as Max Nace invites guests from all around the world to share their experiences and spread strength, hope, and faith. This is the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and this is Max Nace. Right. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in this world today. This is Max from the Fearless Happiness Podcast, and I have one amazing human being on the show with me today that I'm looking so forward to getting out here or getting him on my show and helping him tell his story. Um, so what I like to do, Kevin, is have you introduce yourself to my audience, like who you are and what it is you do. And then you and I are going to rock and roll. Yeah, I appreciate you having me, brother. Thanks, man. It's, a, it's an honor to be here. Um, my name is Kevin Faulkner. Uh, I live in Waco, Texas with my wife, Kelly, and uh, I own a business called 3B Credit Health. Um, we specialize in helping people get their credit back where they need it to be. Um, we do that with with coaching and then helping them repair negative items that that might have went wrong in their in their past, in their history, and, and, and giving people a new start to go after the options that life has to offer, man. So, so uh, we take great pride in it, man. I love it. Well, Kevin, here's what we're going to do today, right? I'm going to, people don't know you, at least my audience, some might know you, but they don't, I've seen you, like we came into Apex about the same time and, and you and I have some, had some similar struggles, right? Physically, like not feeling right up to par and that imposter syndrome we hear about, which I know it affects you still, it still affects me sometimes. Um, But you said something before we started, right? It's just, you know, taking care of ourselves, keeping up with ourselves and making sure that we just do our best every day. Right. And that extreme accountability that we get from each other, right. You and I being in the same group. And, and so what I like the, for my audience to hear from you is like, give them a background of your backstory, some of the struggles and challenges you've come through, because the whole premise of this podcast is to show my audience that, you know, yeah, we can have challenges or struggles, but we can bounce back better than ever. And it doesn't matter what, age we are that there's always room to move up and you are a great example like everybody you got to understand i've watched this guy change his life in front of my eyes and he's like one of the guys i look up to now that like walks the walk and talks the talk so talk to my audience if you would kevin and let them know about you yeah, man, appreciate that, man. Thank you for the words, dude. It means a lot to me, man. Uh, you know, it, it goes both ways, man. Uh, respect, man. Um, so, man, yeah, I, I like to think, Max, that that man, I'm a um, an example of for those people that are out there that are struggling, man, that just can't seem to get their feet underneath them. You know, dude, I was 50 years old, man, before I ever even even got my got my snap and we can go into that as deep as you want to man but hell yeah man i just couldn't get it together i had i don't even know bro probably i don't know man <laughs> closer to a thousand than not of jobs <laughs> man failures all that kind of stuff man i was married and divorced uh three times um i had my own issues with uh, drugs and alcohol and that kind of stuff man um 
And uh, man, just not living life the right way, man. I could not get it together. The main thing that for me personally, uh, that I would say was my biggest problem is I had no confidence in myself because things snowball, man. Right. So I know mm -hmm. probably a lot of your listeners have had substance abuse problems and addiction and things like that, man. And when things start going south, man, they just they snowball on us. And, and then we we collect those identities and that's what we run with. Yeah. And that's what had happened to me, man. So um, I like to think, bro, I, I appreciate the opportunity to talk about my story and, and visit and, and shoot the breeze with you because, man, I like to think I'm, I, I want to be an example for people that no matter, it is never too late. Absolutely, right? And, and like you said, right? And I want them to hear your side, right? You know, I'm a 12-stepper, right? And I always tell people, I don't care how you do it, right? But however you find your way, right? We realize that. And the, and the common theme here is everybody who I've spoke to, including yourself, who have gone through issues like that, right? whether they find the rooms of AA or not, or go to treatment or not, you, you can relate. You hit that bottom when you are like, man, this something's got to give or I'm going to, it's going to break me. You know what I mean? And what I like to give my audience, right? It's more about that hitting that moment and you going, I got to change. And like me, you're probably like me, where at one point you go, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I got to do it, right? Or I'm going to drive myself into the ground, right? I'm going to drive myself six feet under if this is not going to, if I can't find a way to stop. Um, so share that because like I said, audience, I've watched this gentleman, you know, and he helped me, you know, months ago. Uh, he was there when I put my hand out for help and, and you know, what he does for work. Um, but I want him to tell you how he came to that realization right that drugs and alcohol wasn't working anymore and as you know kevin like it's our it's that space between our ears that is our own worst enemy right because sometimes we could tell ourselves i'm going to change tomorrow right but then that sun comes up and oh holy moly right the old s pops in and and it's hard to like you said those identities that we pick up along the way and the stuff that we start telling ourselves it's hard to shake when you've been doing it for a lot of years, like you and I did, right? Like we just, it's just comes, becomes a part of us. So tell the audience, like, how did you start to shift your mindset to go, I'm not going to be the old Kevin and I'm going to be a new and improved Kevin. And, and you know, um, I've, I've, I've never, man, I'm, I'm blessed in the aspect, very blessed in the aspect that I never have, um, while I abused drugs and alcohol, I've never had a, a extremely addictive personality, man. So, but my problems were this folks that are listening that have had addiction problems will be able to relate to this story still because it's kind of funny how things parallel, man, or go, go parallel with each other. So with me, I was bipolar. I had mental illness. I had some stuff like that going on and, and still am bipolar. So so it's still something that I have to I just treat it differently and uh, a lot more organically in my habits and things like that, which is, you know, the same way um, other people treat addictions and things like that. So I'm struggling, man, with this stuff. And that's why I had so many jobs. That's why I had the failed marriages. I got married for a fourth time to a girl named Kelly. Um, and, and she's my wife now. We live in Waco, Texas. And uh um, we moved here. I moved here in 2018. We got married in December of 2018. And man, I, I was very much in love with Kelly. And I thought I still was thinking that 
if I got with the right person that I was in love with, that was going to make the difference. If I if I thought if I lived in the right community, that was going to make a difference. Or if I lived in the right house, that was going to make a difference. Or if you, you know, make a certain living, that's going to make the difference. And so, um, right job, that was going to make the difference. And I was always blaming everything around me, man. <laughs> right. So I hit, I hit, um, I dealt with depression, dealt with anxiety, all that. And, but I get to Waco and, it's a lot because there's there's big change. I, we ended up getting married and we met in June of uh, 2018. We got married in December of 2018, and um, we rolled around. We went around for about a year. I, I didn't even realize this for well through 2019 and and into to August of 2020. And Kelly finally comes to me and she says, I "Can't do this anymore." Um, Right, you've you've had eight jobs. I was like, eight jobs. I didn't even realize I'd had eight jobs, man. In the time frame that we had just been together, so in like a year and a half, man, I'd had eight jobs. So um, I'm at the time laying on the couch, not doing anything, and I knew a time bomb was going to go off with this because I knew this wasn't sustainable. I knew she couldn't deal with it because what sane person would want to deal with that? Right. And 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 what was she, you know, she's thinking I married this guy, I like this guy, I, I love him, I'm happy with him, I'm looking forward to a future. And what kind of future are you seeing when you're when somebody's, you know, just literally not doing anything day in and day out? Right. And so she said, man, I can't, I can't move forward with you. I just can't do this. And we were seeing, a, uh, so we, we were seeing a marriage counselor at the time, a therapist, and um so I went to stay with a. I was devastated. I went to stay with a um, a buddy of mine that lives about an hour away from from me, and and, and I remember um, walking into his home. It was on a Thursday evening, and these people are like family to me. I had known this this guy's my brother, like my brother. I had known him since I was in the second grade. This happened when I was fifty. Okay, so I was so it was two thousand and. Um, it was 2020. Yeah. So I was 50 or maybe even still 49. And, um, I walked in there and man, I felt like I didn't, these people weren't judging me because they were my family. They loved me. And they kind of knew Kevin's a screw up. Things go bad for Kevin. It's just the way it is. So, you know, we can all relate. I had that going for me. So, it's, <laughs> right. so fuck in, man. I can relate. In there, in there, in there, in there eating, and it's my kid I consider like a nephew's high school kid, and at the time he was in high school, and my friend and his wife um, were in there, and they're having a big family dinner, and they're doing it for me to help me, and they're being so friendly, and Max, bro, I, I wanted to just start crying right there. I felt like... Oh man, I, I can't even tell you how bad I felt. And uh about like because I was, you know, I thought, you know, I was, I know everybody else was looking at it going, uh, we expected this. We knew this was gonna happen. But me, man, I had all this because remember, if you marry the right person, it's gonna change your life. If you get the right job, it's gonna change your life. If right. you live in the right town, it's gonna change your life. I was still hung up on that. So the next night was a Friday night and it was just me and my buddy there. And um, um, I'm sitting at his dining room table 
And I just started crying, man. I had a meltdown. And it, it hit me. And that's when I realized that when I had this conversation with him, he was in the kitchen. Um, he was actually cooking some spaghetti, man. That's what he was doing. And I'm having a, I'm just talking to him and I'm having this meltdown. I'm crying, man, from my head to my toes. And it's where I was like, man, nobody's coming to save me. This is it. This is my life. This is what it's going to be. It's never all these false dreams that I keep telling myself are going to happen if I just get in the right town, if I just get the right job, if I just get the right person are never going to happen, dude. This is the fourth one. And now a wife and now she's telling me she wants a divorce, too. And I, I'm, I've, I've got a, a, a job at, you know, selling uh, bathroom kitchen remodels at Home Depot. I was the guy that, you know, walks up to you at Home Depot when you're trying to shop and ask if you, we can come to your house. That was me. So, <laughs> so man, I didn't really have, you know, my idea of what a job, what a good job was at that time either. You know, I didn't have anything going on. Man. Right. And, man, so I'm sitting at this dining room table having this meltdown, man, and actually – I was like, man, I had a plan. I was going to, you know, drive down to Galveston here in Texas. And, uh, um, man, I was going to end it at that. I had a plan. And, uh, um, the, my buddy, he's just taking it all in. And, and, and he's like, man, he's trying to say some nice things. And I just wouldn't hear it. Um, but he was letting me work through it. And he's a professional. He's a, he's a, worked in the emergency room his whole, his whole career and, uh, as an RN. And, and I think he recognized that this was something I needed to go through. And and uh, so he let me, you know, kind of walk through it. And and uh, I've talked to him about it since then. And, and that's kind of the feedback. But so the next day, um, and this was a real accountability meeting for myself. This is when I realized that my life was never going to get better. And I don't know why it happened. I don't know why it happened that night out of you know, it took 50 years, but that's the night that it happened. And uh, the next day, man, my friends, my my buddy sent out a group text, I guess, man. Obviously, that's what happened. But they start texting me saying, hey, man, let's let's get together or whatever. He knew it was the end of the rope for me. And so, you know, but those texts picked me up. They picked me up, man. And so um, I recognized that I had to do something. So. I did have a, a meeting with the therapist um, and Kelly uh, a couple of days later. And I specifically remember, man, um, telling them both. I said, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to make this work, Kelly. It's out of my control right now. I, it's out of my hands. At this point in time, it's in your hands. This the The results of this. But I know that. I'm going to walk out. I'm coming out of this a better man somehow. I don't know how. I don't know what this is going to look like, but I'm coming out of this a better man. So I um, found this book by a guy named Corey Wayne, and it was called The 3% Man. And it was actually a dating book. I've seen his stuff on YouTube. I started watching YouTube videos first. And what I was trying to understand was women. So I could figure out where Kelly was coming from because you got to remember, I'm not taking account. I wasn't taking accountability at this time or hadn't really leaned into it yet. 
So right. I'm trying to figure out what what you know what did I do wrong because it can't really be all me here. What happened? You know what was going <laughs> through her mind? Right. It's not really you know. And so I start watching these videos and I find this dude Corey Wayne. He had this book called The Three Percent Man. And like I said, I had no interest in dating, but I wanted to understand women and I liked his content. So I bought the book and I start reading the book. And he says in the book at the beginning, he said. You have to read this book 12 to 13 times until you can speak about it on stage. And overall, um, the meaning of that book was, if I had to sum it up in one sentence, it was women want a man that makes them feel safe and they want a man that has a purpose. And so I'm like, okay, so I got to get a purpose. And they're saying, basically, he was saying, if your wife leaves you or your girlfriend leaves you or whatever, just go do your own thing and, and get a purpose. And then if she comes back, she comes back. If she doesn't, then if that wasn't meant for you, somebody else will come along. Right. Well, I'm not thinking about I would I did want to get back with my wife, but I wasn't thinking about all that. I certainly wasn't in the mood to date or anything like that. But I grabbed hold of that. OK, I got to find a purpose. and. I'm scrolling through Facebook and I see this dude had a um, um, very organic Facebook ad that said, if you want to learn credit repair, I'll teach you. And it was like 500 bucks. And we got on, I, I, so I reached out to this guy and connected with him and I got on a few Zoom calls with me. And that's how I ended up getting in credit repair, man. Okay. <clears throat> And that takes us to we're about September of 2020 and December of 2020 is when I got in Apex. And that's when you and I met. Right. And it's interesting, right? Because like you say, you said it earlier, right? A lot of things parallel like our stories, right? Because for a long time, you know, my lover, my my everything was the drugs and alcohol. Right. And I didn't give to right because i didn't know how to handle stress i didn't know how to handle the cha uh, challenges right so i checked out for years right and um and, but what i realized too is i was getting sober right it was like okay i'm sober now but like i still feel the same way like what am i gonna do and then you said it right what you said about finding purpose right mine didn't come from a female because i'd already destroyed my marriage years ago right so um but in this process of learning right and girlfriends i've had i've learned that like you said you're you're right at least the women that i know right they don't want a guy who's going to sit on the couch and watch football all day and do nothing right you said it they want to feel safe with that guy they want to feel loved of course that they're getting paid attention to and that they have that future right a guy that knows what he wants knows how to get it even if he gets knocked down, you know, he gets back up and he goes after it, right? Even if they see that, they feel like that's what I want, right? That's the guy I want to be with, right? And, you know, it took me a long time to learn that, right? Because I was, you know, even when I was getting sober, I was still all about me, 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 me. But at the same time, when you're not feeling like you're good enough, right? Like, why should I even try? And, um, so it's been a process, you know, listening to you, it's like, okay, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? And my purpose has kind of changed over the years. 
it's been similar but it's grown if you know what i mean and now i totally have dialed it in and know what i want to do and uh it's been my driving force ever since i met you in december of 2020 right and joining apex i joined in march of 2020 right before the pandemic hit right i'm like um but it's been great right because i get to meet guys like you and i get to see people in their different stages right in the different paths they choose for careers or for work or businesses or whatever they do um but here's the thing like i was tell i want to tell my audience like like i said i watch kevin right and kevin's always trying to help people right and he's bringing people on he does these lives where he's sharing people's story with the world so it's you know what i mean and that's kind of what i'm doing with this and sharing your story because like we're brothers more than you know bro like i'm telling you there's days like when i first joined apex there was a couple times i'm like these guys are way too good for me i gotta go like I, i'm not gonna be able to hang but when we talked earlier like you said when i focused on just what i had to do you know not not that i don't care about you you know what i mean but like you said if i worry too much about what kevin's doing or what ryan's doing or anybody i'm not going to do the work that i need to do to become a better person right and then but here's that thing like you said uh you know when i found that purpose right i get to have guys like kevin on my show i get to have him share his story and and tell my audience how he did it right so your your wife Yo, fourth wife is ready to tell you to kick rocks, right? You have a breakdown at your friends, right? And those are those moments that we can look back and go, that's when I changed, right? That's what I, I need. It sucked, but I it's needed that to happen, right? And trust me, I've had those moments too, even in with almost 20 years plus of sobriety, you know what I mean? Like I've had moments where I've just had to break down and cry and go, I got to figure something better out for my life, right? And continue to grow. So, um then you reach out to this guy like when did you realize like okay I, like we all have a way of helping people right and that's what i love about our group everybody in their own way is providing value to the world right by helping others but how did you know that helping people with their credit was your calling your passion like because when i hear you talk about it, i could just feel it like that's just something you love to do and so how did that come about even in the midst of almost losing your wife and all that stuff like how did that come about yeah well i mean man honestly um i mean some of it was i had to you know get my own credit in order i mean that was that was part of it and so um when i started working on my own credit and figuring that out and and then that's whenever you know it took me a while before i saw that this was a real need that you could because I don't care what we do, man. You have that imposter syndrome that comes in that makes you think you're not offering value. And I dealt with a lot of that. And you watch me deal with a lot of that. And, and, you know, in our friendship, you've seen me go through some of that. But and that never goes away, by the way, as you level up, it'll always be there. Just you kind of learn to be OK with it. And you you learn that it's it's not real. Uh, and I think that's how you end up overcoming it. It's just getting enough reps and um stretching yourself and then confidence when you start getting confidence then that way um you learn that you you do have value um but man yeah so so i start learning how to do credit repair and it started I, all i had was an iphone and a and a and a i didn't even have a print i remember when i bought a printer at target um 
I was um, calling my the, the the high school kid that I said was at the house the night I had to or the night when I came there and I felt like I was you know on that Thursday night he was there and so I called him one day in the afternoon I'm at Target and I I have to get a pr- printer because I'm I was handwriting all my letters at that time and um, I said hey man because I didn't know anything about technology and I was like if I if I get this could I can I hook this printer up to my iPhone and use it. Um, how does that work? You know, and it's a, it's a, and I was telling the model number and stuff. And, and he's like, dude, um, look, I'll help you. But, and this kid's like my nephew, right? But he said, I'll help you, Kevin, but I'm in math class right now, man. I can't talk about this. <laughs> well, that's what, you know, that's kind of what my life was looking like at the time, man. But I was just like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to, I'm going to get this thing together, man. And, and, you know, I remember bringing that home and, Man, it was the it was the best um, day when I brought that fifty dollar printer home, and we got it working. And I didn't have to print. I didn't. I could print my letters and didn't have to handwrite them anymore. That was such a win for me. And that's what I mean when I say you start stringing together these small wins and building confidence. Right. And it all comes from keeping promises to yourself. So, you know, I was at that time, it was just me. I had my dog, Cash, with me, Cash the Credit Repair Dog. (laughs) You follow me on Facebook, you know, Cash the Credit Repair Dog. And I was going out and I was running um, in the afternoons, in the evenings. And I was keeping my promise to myself that every day I was going to go run. And it was just me. It was a very lonely life at that time because I had no idea if my wife and I were going to get to me. I didn't think we were. I had no reason to believe we were. And, um, uh, I ended up actually going and getting an apartment in East Texas, which is where I grew up. And um, if if you folks, if anybody's from Texas that is listening to this, you know, I've got a heavy East Texas accent. People from Texas say, dude, you got a really bad Texas accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we, um, you know, I started keeping these promises to myself and I, and I you know, I, I just started stringing together the smallest wins. And I think that's where we get discouraged, whether you're in recovery or, or, or whether you're dealing with, you know, what I was dealing with, which was mental illness compounded right. into a lot of other things. And, and you're, you're we, we, we take these, we pretend like, or we, we assume, or we believe, I don't know what the word is, that these small, small, tiny wins are not important. And they're very, very important. Yep. They're very important. And when you string together enough of these tiny, 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 tiny wins, all of a sudden you got some really big wins. And that's what you've seen over the course of the last few years with me, man, is you've just you've just seen a lot of tiny, 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 tiny wins. Right. But like, I like what you said, though, but they add up. Right. And that's the thing that I want. If you heard my audience, right, it's don't always look for the big wins because it may take a while before that happens. But we hear it a lot in this group. Right. Is they celebrate those little wins, man. Give yourself a pat on the back when you have a win like that. Right. If somebody buys a Lambo. And they do that on, let's say. Today's July 7th. Let's say on July 8th, they go buy a Lambo. They didn't buy a Lambo on July 8th. What they did was a lot of work in the years before that 
day after day, month after month, year after year to get that Lambo. But the way society sees it, the way we see it, the way we all internalize it is we did that um, all right now. We had this big win and then we celebrate it. And I'll tell you something else too, man. Um, recovery or something like recovery or getting all, you know, for me, it was big for me to get off of my medications for, for mental illness. That was a big deal because doctors had me drugged for years and that did affect me. But what has to happen? And I hit rock bottom on that Thursday. What has to happen for all that is we just have to get enough that it kills our ego to where we're just at that we have nothing to lose. We're done. Right. We, we just, it's over. I mean, it's just like, okay, I can't front anymore. The walls are gone. This is, you know, we're we're now forced to be in a total no bullshit zone because yep. it's over, man. Everybody knows who we are. Everybody knows what we've done. Everybody knows we've been to jail, stole, whatever we've done. Yeah, They know we've been disappeared. They know we've let everybody down. They know we've trashed our lives over and over and over and over again. And now... We have to see it and realize it. And then once that happens, that's when that not worrying about what other people think thing, I think, comes into relevance. Because I know for me, dude, do you think when I was thinking I was going through my fourth divorce and I'm living at 50 years old in my buddy's back bedroom with him and his high school son? Do you think that, man, I gave a shit if somebody didn't answer the if somebody said, no, I don't want you to work on my credit when I reached out to him? Nope. I did not care in the least bit, man. And that's because my ego, man, had been taken. Oh, and yeah. all I had was these small, tiny wins that I'm working toward and that I'm trying to string together. Because when you buy that Lambo, remember that you it's not the Lambo that's the win. The win is in all these little tiny promises that you kept to yourself over and over and over again. It might be as simple as I got up and I took a shower and I brushed my teeth. Yeah. And then I went and I walked around the block. And then I didn't pick up a drink. Or then I didn't um, um, lie to myself. Or then I did do whatever it might be. Right. But those things, man, without those small things that nobody pays attention to but you and you're self-conscious because you're recording these things. And what happens is it takes a life of its own. It either takes a life of its own in a negative way or it takes a life of its own in a, in a positive way. Right. For years and years and years and decades, my negative stuff snowballed. And I took this identity of somebody that doesn't keep their promise to themselves. And I didn't get up in the morning and brush my teeth or walk around the block or keep promises to myself. I didn't do those tiny things so I could buy a Lambo. What I did, I lied to myself. Well, on August 2020, when my wife came to me and told me she wanted that divorce and it shattered my ego and it killed that ego, all the bullshit went away. That's when I decided I was done with that. I couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't lie to myself anymore. It was time to start keeping small promises to myself. And that's when I started working on the Lambo. Which I don't go. have a Lambo yet. Right. No, you are in work in the works. Right. But like you said, like you follow some of the guys I do, like Andy Frisella, right? Because you just you're doing 75 hard. 
Right. And he talks about like, sometimes he's been told like, you're this overnight success. And he's like, what do you mean? I've been doing business for 20 plus years. Right. And one thing, like if my audience could take anything out of this, right. Listen to what Kevin is saying. He didn't, once he realized he had to make the change, he hasn't quit on himself yet. And I don't think he ever will, right? Because now he's surrounded by a bunch of other guys like him that will go, nope, Kevin, if I got to come to Texas and pick you up, we're going to come get you, right? But, and by the way, I love your accent, right? Like my aunt lived in West Columbia, which used to be Texas first state capital, right? So mix in a Dutch accent with an accent like yours. It was, I used to, because she would talk to me in English and then I'd hear the Texas accent. And then she talked to me in Dutch and imagine Dutch with a Texas accent. Anyway, I was off topic there. Sorry, everybody. But what I'm getting at, what Kevin brought to to point here was, like Andy said, he goes, like, my first 10 years of business, he only made $50,000. That's first 10 years of business, right? So it's like that relates to, like, our emotional, mental, uh, physical, everything health, right? It doesn't get better overnight. We got to keep working at it, right? And when something doesn't work, we throw that away and we try something else. But I'm a lot like Kevin where, you know, we believe in exercise and taking care of our bodies because we know it's going to take care of our minds, right? Living in purpose on purpose and just trying to be the best, you know, human being possible. And one of the things I think we heard Ryan talk about on one of the motivational Mondays was just be 1% better than you were the day before. That's all you got to do. And that's the the wins he's talking about, everybody. If, if you can be 1% better than you were yesterday, that's a win. That's a huge win in my book, right? And But one thing like you, Kevin, is I started to embrace this journey, right? Because, you know, when I was uh, getting sober, right, my first few years, like, I, you know, I could barely afford just to rent a room, right? Because I had destroyed everything that I, right? I didn't. And then I got to the point like you were like, I don't care if anybody goes, oh, you rent a room? Yeah, I sure do. You know what I mean? Like, at least I got a roof over my head, right? That gives me another chance to to get up in the morning and and, and kick butt the next day, um, right? But I, I totally relate to you about getting the ego smashed. I had to get mine smashed. And it took four relapses for me to get my ego smashed to go, dude, Max, you're not, you're, there's no way you could figure this out and use or drink like a gentleman, right? Cause it ain't good. That's just not in your DNA. So do something different. Right. But I thank God that I surrounded myself with guys that would tell me the truth, no matter what, right. If it hurt my feelings, cause I remember I would go to my mentors or my sponsor and they'd be like, I'd fall to them or whatever. And they would just go, Max, fuck your feelings, go do the work, right? It's going to get better, right? The more you bitch, the more life's going to pass you by. So learn the lesson. Ego, by the way, that's ego. That's what right. that is. Right. So learn the lesson and figure out what you got to do differently. Right. Cause they always told me the guys that go pat you on the butt and say, everything's going to be all right. They always told me run the other way. Cause it ain't going to happen. Right. But see, here's the thing like Kevin and I do this work and I get to sit here with this amazing gentleman, right. Who's turned his life around and like helps others now. And, and just shared with us like his journey uh, about, you know, getting the ego smashed and then, you know, celebrating the small wins. And that's what I try to do with the guys that I help, whether it's in, you know, work in the field of addiction or the guys I sponsor. It's like, 
don't worry about getting the car right now or you know what i mean if you got up and you didn't take a drink or stuck a needle in your arm that's a huge win celebrate it you know what i mean like you said or if you right if you got up and you ran or you walked around the block that's huge what were you doing you know not so long ago right you were either in the hospital and this is what i tell these guys right like be grateful for those little wins and, and i'm glad you shared that with us um because i think people need to hear right that all of us have it in us to win right we just have times like you said have to smash that ego put it aside and just go for today i'm just going to do my best no matter what anybody thinks about me because if i like in my case if i wake up sober and i go to bed sober i've had the best day in recovery as long as i haven't hurt anybody in that process right like that's a big for me it's a big win so that's the stuff if you heard what kevin's telling you everybody right don't pay attention so much to the people around you but what you're doing and the things that are making you become a better human being because like i said i watch kevin all the time i see his posts and he's just i mean from december of 2020 to now if you if you knew kevin like i did like we were both at that same spot like he's a totally different gentleman right now he's an ass kicker and in the process he tries to help people along the way and that's all i think my higher power or god whatever you believe in right kevin wants us to do is just be better people and help someone along the way right i oh, mean you know um here's the thing that 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 i've understood and, and being our in our community is 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 really been big for me in this regard it, it's it's it, it, co it comes back to the ego thing but when when you realize i'm going to tell the audience here a little bit of a secret so you guys lean in if you're listening to this right now and you may not understand this right this second but i promise you you will when you start keeping promise to your promises to yourself and you keep these promises to yourself a win like not putting a needle in your arm or not taking a a, a beer when you know you shouldn't take that drink is just as of a win as buying that $50 printer or buying that Lambo now I know that doesn't make sense possibly right now especially if you're going through it but your body in your mind doesn't um record that way that's all society these things that we put all this value on i don't even want a lambo dude i don't even know why i brought a lambo up but it, it's just kind of something to talk about in that sense as a goal but right um when when um when you reach something like that your body just knows you achieve something. That's all you're. That's all you're hearing. So when you, that's why these small wins are so important, and even a small promise. Your body doesn't know the difference, but or your mind does not know the difference between a small promise and a big promise. So if you go out and cheat on your spouse because you went out and whatever weren't ethical, and you did this, it's the same as not keeping a promise to go walk around the block when you promised yourself you'd go walk around the block your brain hears it as i'm not somebody that keeps their promises to themselves That's well what right. happens is when you do that and you become somebody that doesn't keep your promise to yourself well guess what you lose self-confidence and if you lose self-confidence that's when your life goes to shit. so 
These small things, these small wins, I can't put enough emphasis on this. These are what you strung together that will turn your life around. And when you start paying attention to those and you, and you really start holding yourself accountable on everything that you tell yourself you're going to do that you do, everything that you promise to somebody else, you're going to do it. If you're not going to do it, do not promise it. I promise you that when you start doing this, do it for 30 days. And see what happens. Your life will change in that 30 days because your mind is recording it and it starts to go, oh, I'm confident that I'm going to do this. Yep. Self-confidence. I love it. That is awesome. And that leads me into the questions I love to ask, right? As you know, I wrote a book, right? My Journey from Addiction into Recovery. You know the title. It's behind me. So the first question I want to ask you, Kevin, now this is perfect timing right so what does fearless mean to you and how does that show up in your life on a daily basis and i think fearless to me and this is kind of where i'm at right now in life man i i would say that fearless for me means um being honest with myself man i think i think that's right man i think that's 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 a hard thing for us to do man Yep. Um, but I think when we can do that, when we can start becoming honest with ourselves, I think we've got it whipped, man. I love it. Love it. So the second question I love to ask you is happiness. And as you notice, I put a why in it, uh, knowing that I put the why in there. Right. And one day I'll tell you why. And unless you could figure it out. But knowing I put the why in happiness, what does happiness mean to you today? And how does that show up in your life on a daily basis? Well. And I started to go into this, but I didn't because we really don't. This is a whole nother podcast. But but happiness, what what the other thing you'll realize is, is when when you start when you start accomplishing some things is these people that are that you consider very, very, very successful. They're going through a lot of problems in, 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 in they themselves. So when you when you don't consider yourself successful then you're on the bottom and maybe you just don't even have a job and you're just trying to get your feet underneath you the feelings that you're going through are the same feelings that somebody that that is is doing pretty well in life is going through right and and so when you're when you're going through that and you and you realize and you reach a little a little bit of a level of success and you go oh i thought when i ended up with this career the clouds were going to part and like birds were going to sing and it was all going to be perfect. And when you realize that that's not necessarily the case, right. it's like getting punched between the eyes, man. I mean, it's, 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 it's rough. So there's no happiness in results. There's, there's happiness in the journey and happiness in being present and happiness in enjoying every moment that, that you can, um, string together these small wins and, and these, these small, and a small win might be just enjoying your family, you know, right. and setting and watching a movie on Netflix with your family and being present together. So it could be anything, but those are the, that's what happiness means to me, man, because I know that happiness, what is the expression? It's, it's not happiness is not a destination. It's a um um I'm drawing it's a, a blank, journey. Man. It's a journey. It's a journey, not a destination. So you're never gonna reach this this artificial super 
super artificial, superficial um, goal and all of a sudden be happy. Right. That's how people end up disappointed. I can guarantee you that's how people end up relapsing and that kind of thing as well. Right. Absolutely. I love that answer because uh, if you think about it, right, happiness for m- most of us is fleeting, right? Because I could be happy here talking to you, right? Get up and go out the door and stub my toe and all of a sudden that happiness is out the window, right? Because I'm cussing up a storm. Gah! But what happened, you know, building up those those wins, like you said, that create happiness. And then in that journey, what is that joy is what we re- that's what's lasting, right? When we find those things that give us joy, like for you being with your wife, for me being with my wife, being with my 10 grandkids and, you know, making sure my, you know, I get joy out of making sure my pool is swim ready for the summer so they can all jump in and ride and, and do all that stuff. And, and, and being happy, right. And joyful is me being here with you at this present moment and, and sharing your story with the world. So I appreciate you, Kevin, for, for coming on here and sharing your story and, and letting my audience know uh, some of your struggles and challenges and, who you are today because like i've told my audience and i'll tell him again he's an amazing human being who like all of us is is still finding his way in some areas but is out there helping people and bringing joy to people around him because um if you know him like i do he makes you smile when you see the the lives he does with other people and and the the help he brings to people so um as you know audience right like if if kevin made you think if he made you wonder, if he made you go, hmm, you know, if you learned anything from Kevin, please go to iTunes and and leave a five-star review so more people can find it. Um, but before we go, um, if Kevin, I always want to end it on this too, is uh, if they want your help or reach out to you, how can my audience get a hold of you? Yeah, um, you could go to right there, my website, 3bcredithealth.com. If you're listening, um, it's 3B Credit Health, as in goodhealth.com. Um, feel free to go to my website, book a call with me. I'll personally get on the call with you and we'll have a good conversation and we'll see where you're at and see how we can help you. Um, I'm on Facebook. You can find me, Kevin Faulkner, Waco, Texas. Um, I've also got a Facebook group that Max alluded to where we have a good community. We do Facebook lives and that kind of thing and have good interviews. So that said, uh, keep growing with Kevin Faulkner. So you can find that on Facebook as well. Awesome. I love it. Well, this has been a great time. Kevin had an awesome time, but there is one last question before I always let my guests go. You're not quite off the hook yet. So this is the question I love to ask all my guests. And this goes like this. What is the one piece of advice you could give my audience that will help them grow as a human being and become better people? And I would say um, there's there's so many things, but but I would I would I'm going to go back to what we've been talking about. And I put so much emphasis on over the last hour is just keep promises to yourself, because that's how I changed my life. And I promise you, that's how you can change yours as well. I love it. You heard everybody. Celebrate the small wins and most important, keep your promises to yourself, right? Because in turn, that's going to help us keep our promises to everybody around us. So it's been a great time, Kevin. I appreciate you being here. Thank you for uh, giving us your knowledge and, and your your story. Until next time, everybody, we will see you later. Are you tired of being weighed down by life's traumas and struggles? 
Join the fearless happiness lifestyle and let us guide you toward a brighter future. Explore our past podcast episodes and get a copy of the Fearless Happiness book to ignite your inner strength. If you or someone you love is battling addiction or facing challenges related to unresolved trauma, know that we are here for you. Visit maxnates.org, M-A-X-N-I-J-S-T dot O-R-G and take the first steps toward finding your fearless happiness. Thank you for listening. This has been a production of Fearless Happiness.